Welcome to Zichud Daf Siman Member by Avram Goldai, and today we're in Seches Yavamas Daf Pay Off, the eighth pair of Oro. So the three dots we're going to focus on. Number one, the next Mishnah states: Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon say, "Androgynous Kohen Shenasa Bas Yisrael Machil Betruma." An androgynous Kohen who's married to a Bas Yisrael entitles her to Truma. The Gemara brings him Malchok as Amaraim. Reishakish said, "Machil Betruma Vein Machil Bechazav Ashok." He entitles her to Truma, but not the breast and thigh Kachin Kohen. But Rabbi Yochanan says, Af He even entitles her to eat the chaz of Ashok. Rashi explains that Rishwakish holds that an androgynous is a suffolk ish, suffolk isha. A suffolk, whether it's a male or a female. The more clarifies that he permits him to eat truma nowadays, since it's only a truma the Rabbanan, but he forbids him from eating from the daraisa, chaz of Ashok, since it's possible that he's a female, and the androgynous wife would not be considered a wife of a Kohen. Rabbi Yochanan holds that androgynous is a zachamalia, a certain male, and therefore his wife is even permitted to eat from the deraisa chaz of Ashok. The more clarifies that Rish Lakish does not permit her to eat from truma derabbanim when the base of Mikdash will stand, since she might come to eat truma deraisa. Point number two, when Rabbi Yochanan asked Rish Lakish whether he holds that truma nowadays is only derabbanim, Rish Lakish responded that he does, where he learned in a brisa, ego be'igulim ola that a round cake of pressed figs of truma that got mixed with other round cakes of figs becomes batal. Rashi explains that if truma nowadays were a derisa, it would not become batal, for items that are commonly counted when they're sold are considered a davr chashub, something of significance, which the laws of bittal do not apply to. Even though truma from figs is only the rabban, if truma derisa also apply nowadays, they would decree that truma derabban that is significant should not become batal, so people will not come to be mavatal truma derisa that is significant. Rav Yochan responded that he learned in a brisa that a piece of tamei chattis meat that became mixed with slices of taur chattis meat does become batal, which demonstrates that derisa prohibited foods that are commonly counted when sold are subject to bittal. Rather, it's only items that are exclusively counted that are deemed a davar chashiv and are not subject to bittal. And pointing with you, the Gemara asks what the case of the pieces that Rabbi Yochan referred to and brings a price to the top. Chatika shachatos tamea. She is arba b'mea chatika shachatos tahoros. A piece of chatos tamei meat that got mixed with 100 pieces of taur chatos meats. And similarly, a piece of lechem apani that is tamei that got mixed with 100 pieces of taur lechem apani pieces. Tala, it becomes nullified. We see from here that the tame slice of meat, even though it's commonly counted when it's sold, becomes batal. This contradicts Rishwakshi's opinion that any item which is commonly counted is a davachashim and is not batal. Ravikhiya Braid Ravuna defended Rishwakshi's ruling by explaining the cases being mucha with a piece of tame chattis meat or a piece of tame lechem apanim that dissolve. Therefore, they are no longer commonly counted and are subject to bittal. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states, Rabbi Yossi and Rabbi Shimon say, Androgynous Kohen Shenasa Bas Yisrael Machil Betruma. An androgynous Kohen, who is married to a Bas Yisrael, entitles her to eat Truma. The Gemara brings him Malchok as Amaraim. Reish said, Machil Betruma vein Machil Bechazav Ashok. He entitles her to eat Truma, but not the breast and thigh Kachin Kohen. But Rabbi Yochanan says, Af Machil Bechazav Ashok. He even entitles her to eat the Chazav Ashok. Rashi explains that Rishwakish holds that an androgynous is a suffolk ish, suffolk isha. A suffolk, whether it's a male or a female. The more clarifies that he permits him to eat truma nowadays, since it's only a truma the Rabbanan, but he forbids him from eating from the Daraisa, Chazav Ashok, since it's possible that he's a female, and the androgynous wife would not be considered a wife of a Kohen. Rabbi Yochanan holds that androgynous is a Zachamalia, a certain male, and therefore his wife is even permitted to eat from the Daraisa Chazav Ashok. The more clarifies that Rish Lakish does not permit her to eat from Truma Darabanan when the base of Migdash will stand, since she might come to eat Truma Daraisa. 
pointing between Rabbi Yochanan asked Rish Lakish whether he holds that Truman nowadays is only the Rabban, Rish Lakish responded that he does, for he learned in a brisa, Igo Igulim Ola, that a round cake of pressed figs of Truman that got mixed with other round cakes of figs becomes butter. Rashi explains that if Truman nowadays were a derisa, it would not become battle for items that are commonly counted when they're sold are considered a davr chashub, something of significance, which the laws of Bittel do not apply to. Even though Truman from figs is only the rabban, if Truman derisa also apply nowadays, they would decree that Truman the rabban that is significant should not become battle, so people will not come to be mavatol, Truman derisa that is significant. Rabbi Yochan responded that he learned in a Bryce that a piece of Tamei Chattas meat that became mixed with slices of Taur Chattas meat does become Batal, which demonstrates that the rice of prohibited foods that are commonly counted when sold are subject to Batal. Rather, it's only items that are exclusively counted that are deemed a Chashim and are not subject to Batal. And pointing with you, the Gemara asks what the case of the pieces that Rabbi Yochan referred to and brings a Bryce to the top. Chatika Shachatus Tamea, Shinzarva Bemea Chatika Shachatus Tahoros, a piece of Chatus Tame meat that got mixed with 100 pieces of Taur Chatus meats, and similarly a piece of Lechem Ampanin that is Tame, that got mixed with 100 pieces of Taur Lechem Ampanin pieces, Tale, it becomes nullified. We see from here that the Tame slice of meat, even though it's commonly counted when it's sold, becomes Batal. This contradicts Rishwakshi's opinion that any item which is commonly counted is a Davachashim and is not Batal. Ravikhiya Braid Ravuna defended Reishakish's ruling by explaining the case is binimucha with a piece of tamechatis meat or a piece of tamechlechem apanim that dissolved. Therefore, they are no longer commonly counted and are subject to bittel. Alright, so now we go to our simmer dot payoff and our standard simmon is a grandpa. A grandpa. So here goes. Grandpa Cohen, who watches androgynous grandson, give his Batsi Sra wife Truma, sat in his rocking chair munching figs from the mixture of round cakes, oppressed Truma and Huan figs and laughed about the time he mixed a piece of chattus tame meat with 100 pieces of tower chattus meat. Once again, slow motion. Grandpa, Grandpa, that must more enough pay off. Grandpa Cohen, who watches androgynous grandson, give his Basti's real wife Truma, which reminds us that in the next mission states, Rabbi Yosem Rabbi Shimon say, androgynous Cohen, shenasa Basti's real machil Truma, an androgynous Cohen, who's married to a Basti's real, entitles her to eat Truma. The more brings a Malchuk as a Marayim. Rishakish said, Machil Batruma be'en Machil b'chaz b'shok. He entitles her to eat Truma, but not the breast and thigh of Kachin Kalim. But Rabbi Yochanan says, Af Machil b'chaz b'shok. He even entitles her to eat the chaz b'shok. Rishakish holds that androgynous is a Safik Ish, Safik Ish, and therefore is only permitted to Truma, which is nowadays a Durabandan. Rabbi Yochanan holds that an androgynous is a Zachavadai, and therefore is even permitted to the Deraisa, chaz b'shok. So, Grandpa Cohen, who watches androgynous grandson, give his Basi's real wife Truma, sat in his rocking chair munching figs from the mixture of round cakes of pressed Truma and Chulun figs, which reminds us, Rishakish learns from the case of a round cake of pressed figs of Truma that got mixed with other round cakes of figs, and it becomes Batal. Rush explains that if Truma nowadays were a derisa, it would not become Batal, for items that are commonly counted when they are sold are considered a Davra Choshu, something of significance which the laws of Bittal do not apply to. Rav Yochan responded that he went in a brisa that a piece of tamei chattas meat that became mixed with slices of taro chattas meat does become batal, which demonstrates that the rice of prohibited foods that are commonly counted when sold are subject to bittal. Rather, it's only items that are exclusively counted that are deemed the davar chashuv and are not subject to bittal. So, Grandpa Cohen, who watches Androgynous' grandson, give his Basi's real wife, Truma, sat in his rocking chair munching figs from the mixture of round cakes of pressed Truma and Chulun figs, 
and laughed about the time he mixed a piece of chatas tamay meat with 100 pieces of taur chatas meat. Which reminds Rabbi Yochanan's case was where a piece of chatas tamay meat got mixed with 100 pieces of taur chatas meat and it became batal. We see from here that the tamay slice of meat, even though it's calmly counted when it's sold, becomes batal. This contradicts Rishwakish's opinion that any item which is commonly counted is a Dabak Hashem and is not Batal. Rikhia Braid Ravhuna defended Rishwakish's ruling by explaining the case as Binimucha, where the piece of Tamechatis meat dissolved. Therefore, it's no longer commonly counted and is subject to Bittal. So once again, Grandpa Cohen, who watched his androgynous grandson give his basis for a wife Truma, sat in his rocking chair munching figs from the mixture of round cakes of pressed Truma and Chulun figs, and laughed about the time he mixed a piece of Chattas Tame meat with 100 pieces of Tower Chattas meat. Alright, now it's time for a four-block about Chazara. Dafein Zayn, so the simmer Dafein Zayn is a goat. So here goes. The man whose sword was tied to his goat's back. Goat? That must be more on Dafein Zayn. A's. The man whose sword was tied to his goat's back to be used against those who did not accept his halachic tradition, which reminds us, continue with the account of Dog's challenges to David's Yichus, the Gemara reconciles contradictory psukim wherein one pasuk, Amasa, was married to David's sister is referred to as the son of Yisrael HaYisraeli, and another pasuk his father is referred to as Yeser HaYishmaeli. Rav explained that when Dog wanted to disqualify David, Shechigar Charbo Ki Yishmael, that Yeser girded his sword like Yishmaeli and said, Whoever does not accept the halacha shall be impaled by the sword, for I have received a tradition from the base in the Shmuel that the Torah prohibits Amoni Velo Amonis Moavi Velo Moavis, and therefore David is permitted to marry into the Kahal. So the man whose sword was tied to his goat's back to be used against those who did not accept his halachic tradition decided to use it to cut two Moavi and Amoni yoke straps off the goat's neck. Which reminds us, Rav expanded, what's the meaning of that which is written, Patakhtu Moserai, you've released my yoke straps. David said to Kishbaruch Rebon Shalom, Shnei Moserai Shehil Alai Pitaktem, the two straps were upon me, you have released, Rus HaMoaviah and Naam HaAmonis. Namu is the wife of David's son Shlomo and the mother of his grandson Rechavam. Therefore, there were two yoke straps who were potentially harmful to the yichos of David's malchus, Rus from Moab and Naama from Amun. Now that the luck has been resolved, permitting female converts from these nations to marry into the Kahal, Kodesh Baruch released David from these yoke straps. So the man whose sword was tied to his goat's back to be used against those who did not accept his halachic tradition decided to use it to cut two Moavi and Ammoni yoke straps off the goat's neck and give the goat as a gift to the daughter of an Ammoni ger and a Yisraelis who was about to marry a Kohen. Which reminds us, we have Malchus Reyokin Reishlakish, whether the daughter of an Ammoni ger and a Yisraelis is fit for the Kohuna. Dafayin Ches, so the Simr Dafayin Ches is a child going, ach. So here goes. The third generation son of Mitzri Gerim, who went, uch, child going, uch, that must be on daf, ein ches. The third generation son of Mitzri Gerim, who went, uch, that it took so long for him to be permitted into the kahal, which reminds us, the pasuk regarding Mitzri and Edomi convert states, Sons who are born to them in the third generation may enter into the kahal of Hashem. I'll write the questions if sons are mentioned, why are generations mentioned, and vice versa. And answers if sons were stated and generations were not stated, I would have said Ben Mutter that the first and second son are us, but the third son is Mutter. Therefore, the pasuk says Doros generations. And if generations were stated and sons were not stated, I would have said Osana Omdi Sinai. The Torah is referring to those standing at Har Sinai. So the third generation son of Mitzri Gerim who went Uch 
that took so long for him to be permitted into the kahal, was jealous of the fetus of the pregnant Gentile woman who converted since it didn't even require its own tevila, which reminds us, which reminds us that if Rabbi Yochan does not say Uberkiyarchimo, that a fetus is considered like the thigh of its mother, how does it sit with Rabbi who said, If a pregnant Gentile woman converted, her child does not require immersion. The child is not considered the thigh of its mother, but rather it's a separate entity. Why does the child not require its own tevila? So the third generation son of Mitzri Gerim, who went, ugh, that it took so long for him to be permitted into the kahal, was jealous of the fetus of the pregnant Gentile woman, who converted since it didn't even require its own tevila, and went, ugh, again when the famine in the land entered its third year. Which reminds us, the Gemara relates David's efforts to determine what was the cause of a famine that ended up lasting three years. Eventually, asked the Urim of Tumim, and Hashem replied that the famine is for Shaul in that they did not eulogize Shaul properly, and also for Shaul's sin that he killed the Givonim. The Gemara clarifies that since Shaul massacred the inhabitants of Nov, the city of Kohanim, who supplied the Givonim with water and food, the Pasuk regards it as though Shaul killed them. Ein test, so the similar Ein test is a pen, and we often use a sofa with a quill. So here goes. The angry scribe, scribe, that must be more duff. Ein test. The angry scribe who lacked the merciful, bashful, and kind traits of a Jew, and threw his quills at seven hanging corpses, which reminds us, the more explains that David decreed against the Nassim when he sought to appease them, and they said they wanted him to give them seven of Shaul's sons to hang. David sought an alternative way to appease them, but they would not be appeased. David said, simanim umazo. There are three simanim of this nation, referring to B'nai Yisrael, harachamanim, b'ishonim, b'gomai chosanim. The merciful, bashful, and do acts of kindness. Whoever has these three simanim is worthy to cleave to this nation through marriage. Rashi explains that since the givonim lacked rachamim, David decreed that they may not marry Jews. So the angry scribe who lacked the merciful, bashful, and kind traits of a Jew, and threw his quills at seven hanging corpses, had torn up multiple decrees that were made against his people, which reminds us there were multiple decrees against the Nassim. Moshe decreed for that generation. Yeshua decreed while the temple stood. And David decreed against him for even after the destruction of the base of Migdash. So the angry scribe who lacked the merciful, bashful, and kind traits of a Jew, and threw his quills at seven hanging corpses, had torn up multiple decrees that were made against his people. When he overheard someone call his father Asris Chama moments before his death, which reminds us, Rabbi said that if only having a shasa kosher, a period of suitability, does not create a need for chalitza, You'll never have a woman that is fit for Yibum. For there's no widow whose husband did not become a Suzchama for one moment prior to his death. The more answer is that there it's merely a weakness that has begun for him, not actual sterility. Daf Pei. So the Simran Daf Pei is a painter. So here goes. The painter, painter. That must be on Daf Pei. The painter commissioned to produce artwork to celebrate the occasion of the child born in the eighth month reaching his 20th birthday, which reminds us, according to Rabbi Avo, a child born in the eighth month of pregnancy, even if he's fully developed with hair and nails, we do not say that he's a Barkayama, a viable child, until he reaches the age of 20. The more questions whether a Ben Shmona can live, for it was taught in a brisa, Ben Shmona Haruka Evan, a child of the eighth month is treated like a stone and is forbidden to move him on Shabbos. The more answers Rabbi Avo was referring to a case where the child was a full-term seven-month fetus who developed simanim and lingered in the womb for an additional month. Even if he was born with the simanim of a viable child, such as with fully developed hair and nails, the child is not established as a barkayama until the age of 20. So the painter commissioned to produce artwork to celebrate the occasion of the child born in the eighth month, reaching his 20th birthday. Used as Sri's Chama and Island, he said, anatomy book as a guide, which reminds us. The Gmore brings a price that listed the very simanim for a Sri's Chama and an Islandese.
So the painter commissioned to produce artwork to celebrate the occasion of the child born in the eighth month, reaching his 20th birthday, used his Sri's Chama and Eilani's anatomy book as a guide to paint a picture of Asaris with all the simanim, which reminds us the Gemara brings a Malchokas of Morayim regarding the simanim of Asaris. Rav Huna says a person is not considered Asaris until he has all of the simanim, but Rabbi Yochanan says he's Asaris even if he has just one of them. All right, that concludes today's year. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichu wishing you a great day and great learning.